Are you fed up with the gay dating scene? And are you exhausted trying to find a decent man through bars, clubs, and dating apps? Listen, I hear you. Dating in this day and age can be exhausting. But the truth is, your dream man is out there and he is waiting for you. My name is Frank Macri and I've mentored thousands of single gay men from around the world. So how do you attract lasting love no matter your age or appearance? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to Gay Dating Secrets. Let's get started. Hey everybody, in this episode, I'm gonna talk about the top questions to ask to get real with your partner. These are all tough questions, but they're also very empowering questions. And when you ask them of yourself and of the men you're dating, you will find that they will completely take your relationships to the next level. Now, one of the things that I learned when I became a life coach many years ago is that quality questions lead to a quality life. Quality questions create a quality life. So the better questions you ask, the better life you're going to have. The better questions you ask, the better relationships you're also going to have as well. So your quality of life and your quality of relationships, that's all a function of the quality of questions that you are asking. Questions that you ask yourself, questions that you ask the people in your life. Now, the good news is that you are capable of learning how to ask better questions. I'm going to share with you how to ask 10 powerful questions in this episode. Now, when you start asking these questions and presenting these questions, you might have a little bit of resistance to them. You might think, ooh, that question is just too personal. I don't feel comfortable asking that question. So you might want to avoid it altogether. But what I invite you to do is I want you to lean in and get curious about the part of you that might resist presenting the question. Because even if you're avoiding one of these questions I'm going to share, it might be the reason why your relationships are not exactly as you want them to be, right? So if you notice any avoidance, right, allow yourself to lean in and get curious and just see what might shift if you do explore these questions a little bit further, I promise you that when you start asking these questions and you start exploring them with the men that you're dating, while it might be a little bit uncomfortable at first, you're going to find that your conversations are going to go deeper. Your connection is going to feel more authentic and real. And you're going to keep around the men that are truly a good match for you. Now, I believe that one of the biggest mistakes that men make when they date is not that they're dating the wrong men, but it's that they are asking the wrong questions when they are dating men. So when you ask certain questions, a lot of gay men, they are asking questions that are not uncovering what they really need to know in order to determine if someone's a match for them. A lot of gay men ask very surface level questions when they date, such as, you know, what kind of food are you interested in? What kind of movies do you like? What kind of sports do you like playing? Right? I'm not discrediting the importance of questions like that, but if you only gather that information from the men you're dating, it's only going to be surface level. Right? You're not really understanding how truly compatible you are with someone and you're not creating a dynamic where you can have a long-term sustainable relationship, okay? So, 
I'm going to share with you these questions. When you think about these questions, you're probably going to also wonder what your answers are to these questions. And I want you to be open to not just trying giving a yes or no answer to these questions. Think of each question on a sliding scale, where as a, a 10 out of 10 is you feel like you would give yourself the highest possible score. Okay, you feel like you're embodying that question in its fullest. And a one out of 10 means not at all. It needs, it needs work, okay? Now, you are always the first person that you want to start doing the inner work with. So do not feel like these are the questions you want to just throw onto your partner, or the men you're dating, without really assessing yourself too, okay? You want to make sure that you're also walking the talk and knowing your own answers and, and giving yourself a fair evaluation for each of these questions. Now, all of this is not to beat you down. It's not to have you feel like you are not doing well, but it is for you to see exactly where your growth opportunities could be. And also questions that you can use when you're dating, when you're getting to know someone to truly have that deeper connection. Okay, so the first question is, how well do you bring up uncomfortable conversations about tough subjects? How well do you currently bring up uncomfortable conversations with tough, tough subjects? So a 10 out of 10 would be that you are very comfortable bringing up, um, bringing up tough subjects with the men you're dating. And a 1 out of 10 would mean you completely avoid it. You don't bring it up at all. Okay, so if you find that you really avoid bringing up tough subjects, ask yourself why you are avoiding it. Are you afraid of conflict? Are you afraid of the other person being hurt? Are you afraid that you know something might go wrong? Are you afraid you might lose the person if you do bring up a tough subject? And how could you stretch yourself so you could bring up tough subjects, right? What do you see the benefit would be if you were to start bringing up and engaging in uncomfortable conversations about tough subjects? Now, after you look at yourself, consider the men that you are dating or the man that you're with right now right? How well are they bringing up or engaging in uncomfortable conversations, right? You might want to present this question to them and ask them to assess themselves. Like, how well do you really feel like you're doing this, right? So if they, maybe they might, um, you know, whenever they have a tough subject, they get very critical and defensive. Um, So you want to make sure that you have a dynamic where both uh, you and your partner can bring up tough conversations and not attack each other, but really listen to each other, make sure the other person feels understood. You don't have to agree with the other person when you're having a tough subject. You don't have to agree with them, but it is important to show that you understand the person. Reflect back what they're saying. Make sure that they are understood, right? So sometimes when I've coached um, people in relationships around something like this, usually what you do is you have the first person share the tough thing, the uncomfortable thing, and then the receiving partner, the partner that's hearing, they don't give their opinion of it. They don't defend themselves. What they do is they acknowledge what they've heard. They say, okay, let me make sure I'm understanding where you're coming from and what you're saying and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And you don't proceed to any part until that initial partner, the one that's sharing, feels understood. They really feel like their partner can understand them. Okay, so that's the first question. How well do you bring up or engage in uncomfortable conversations about tough things? The second question is how, how well are you expressing the way that it is that you feel loved? Okay, how well do you express the way that you feel loved? Okay, so if you've ever heard of the love languages, for example, which is a very popular framework and understanding of love, right? some people 
like receiving love in the form of physical touch. Other people might appreciate positive words of affirmation. They really like when their partner says affirming things to them. Some people might really appreciate gift giving. Receiving gifts um, makes them feel really special when they get a gift from someone. Other people might like receiving acts of service. Okay, They really like when people can do them favors, help them out, Okay, uh, being able to do any kind of act of service. So these are examples of different love languages. And then and there's also just quality time. Like maybe you really just like doing things with that person, hanging out with them, spending time with them. That's very good quality of quality usage of your time. So how well are you currently expressing the way it is that you feel loved? And how well would you say your partner is or the men you're dating? Because if there's any gray area there, if you're not really sure, right? If 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 you can't answer how it is that your partner likes to feel loved, then that's where you've got to start your work, right? Because you might think it's one way, but your partner might think it's another way. And this is a reason why there's often a disconnect in relationships, especially gay relationships, because partner A might think, oh yeah, I know that my the way that I love my partner is like I send them a really loving, positive text message every day and I tell them how much I love them. But then partner B might not feel really loved in the relationship. It just might be because the way that they receive love is different. It's not, it might not be from those positive words of affirmation, but it might be more of they require like physical touch. They really like having more physical affection and you know, experiencing that. So how well do you express your, uh, your ways of being loved? And how well does your, your partner share that? How could you create alignment there? That's the second question. The third question is how much do you feel like you are yourself around the other person, okay? How much do you feel like you're able to truly be yourself? And ask that of your partner. How well do you feel like, partner, you feel like you can be yourself around me, right? So do you both feel like you can authentically be yourself, not worry about coming across as annoying or extra or too much or too little, right? You wanna make sure that you feel that you can truly be yourself. And if you don't, what needs to change? Right? What needs to change? So that's the next question. The fourth question is, what is their view of past relationships? Like how well do they put the past in the past, so to speak? So I I'm, I'm have an episode I'm going to release next week called The Way You Talk About Your Ex. Because if someone is only talking about their past relationship from a place of blame, like they just say that their ex was a jerk or manipulative or toxic or evil, right? It might show that they are not taking any accountability or showing how they've grown after each relationship they've gone through, okay? So how nuanced of a view does your partner have of their past relationship? And how nuanced of a view do you have of your past relationship as well? And again, listen to the episode called The Way You Talk About Your Ex if you'd like a little bit more insight into that. All right, the next question is how well do how well do you focus on their needs in bed? All right, how well do you focus on their needs in bed? Do you even know what their needs are? Right, that might be a conversation to have. A lot of gay men just get into bed with each other and they just do what they think they should be doing or what they think their partner would enjoy, but they don't have a conversation around it. Like what do you actually want? What would make you feel so amazing? Right? And then on the flip side of the question is your partner assessing how well are they focusing on your needs in bed? How well are they focusing on your needs? Okay, So you want to make sure that you're examining that with each other so that way you can have that um, 
you know, more passionate chemistry with each other. The next question is how well do you acknowledge your past trauma and how well have you worked through it? Okay, so it's like a two-part question. How well do you acknowledge your past trauma that you've gone through and how well have you worked through it or are actively working through it? Okay, so now every human being has trauma in some way, some kind of distress that they've gone through in life that, you know, sits in their memory um, for many gay men, it's just simply the the trauma of coming out or spending many years in the closet or being rejected by family, very close family members, being abandoned by people that you trusted. Um, perhaps it is losing out on opportunities in life because of being gay. And it doesn't have to just be around your sexuality. Trauma can come in all different forms. So the point is, how well is it that you acknowledge your trauma and also express the ways you're working on it, okay? And then on the flip side, the question for your partner would be to them, how well are you, partner, acknowledging your own trauma and feeling like you're working through it, okay? Big question can really lead to a lot of amazing discussion where you can get to know your partner more because now you'll have that insight on what is their trauma. Some people aren't even aware. They just navigate through life, but they don't stop and think, okay, yes, here are the traumatic experiences I've gone through it doesn't mean that you are a victim to them by still having some distress whenever you think about them. It just shows that you're human, okay? And the more aware you can be of those distressing experiences in your past, the, the more capable you are of moving forward and making decisions that don't come from acting out of that trauma, but allow you to separate yourself from whatever traumatic experience you went through. So for example, maybe you went through a traumatic experience where your parents rejected you for, for being gay. And, you know, maybe your parents, like for many people, are the first people that you trust and you know. And to have the first people you trust and know, your parental figures, reject you or feel rejected by them, right? There might be that trauma of associating intimacy with a lack of trust. Like I can't let, I can't trust people that, the closer someone gets to me, the less I can trust them, right? So when it comes to navigating love as a gay man, you might feel like, there's something that's keeping you from letting someone in, right? Because you might associate, even at a subconscious level, you might associate the man that you're dating and falling in love with, with that way that you felt as a little baby when you you know developed that trust from your parents and then there was a rejection that came from it, okay? So you want to make sure you can separate, okay, this is the trauma I went through growing up and, and I'm not going to let that inform how I move forward in my relationship with you, Okay, so you can know that the trauma is there, acknowledge it, but you don't want to act from it. So if you haven't really sat down and explored that with yourself, it's a great exercise to do. What are the traumatic experiences that you've gone through? And also for your partner to know, and of course, for you to share that with each other, right? Like I think there's nothing um, really more special and unique and vulnerable and intimate than talking about trauma with a partner. I know it doesn't sound very sexy, but the emotional connection you're going to feel, the emotional stimulation that you feel from being able to know someone else's trauma and feel seen and understood and heard and witnessed is one of the most beautiful experiences to have. So if you haven't already, talk about trauma with, your, with the men that you are dating. And you don't need to know them for a very long time before you can get into conversation like conversations like this. I know that some of you might be listening to this and think, oh, well, these are great questions to maybe ask like after 
some time that you've gotten to know someone, like maybe after a year, or you might have in your head this time frame on when it's appropriate to ask these questions. I say the earlier you can start asking these questions, the better, right? It's You're better off. You're going to establish a deeper connection quicker and quicker. Like when I was getting into a former relationship, we put everything on the table right away. And we would spend hours and hours just talking about here's all the tough experiences I went through in childhood. You know, here's what I learned from that. Here's the part of me that still has a little bit of pain regarding that. And, you know, here's how I might need some support if that trauma comes up in different ways moving forward. And it, I remember just like having that, that level of depth, it was super emotional and vulnerable. But after that conversation, I was super turned on. <laughs> I think it's just because of how emotionally stimulated and connected I felt with my partner at the time. So it was really incredible to know that you can have these deep conversations and also they don't have to you know, be so scary because they truly are what would allow you to develop more intimacy and trust with the people that you're letting into your world, the men that you're dating. Okay. So what do we got? That was number six. Let's go to question number seven. How well, how well is your partner respecting your boundaries? Okay. How well is the man you're dating, the man you're seeing, whatever it is you want to say, how well are, is he respecting your boundaries? Right now, of course, if you're not setting any boundaries, then they can't respect your boundaries. So (laughs) this is where you might want to start with, am I setting boundaries? Okay, how well am I setting boundaries? And then how well are those boundaries being respected? All right, and of course, you will ask your partner the same question. How well do you feel, partner, that you are setting boundaries in this relationship? And how well do you feel that your boundaries are being respected? Now, you might be humbled to know that you know, your, your partner might have some things come up and they might say, you know what, I didn't really feel so respected when you said this the other day. As a reminder, this is not about you defending yourself or trying to prove yourself right. If you're exploring these questions with your partner, do not defend yourself. Make sure that this intention is clear. The intention of exploring these questions is not to judge, not to defend, not to prove anything, but to be honest because you care about each other so much that you want to be honest and open with each other. So this is about both of you growing and being intimate with each other, being vulnerable, sharing information that is essential for you to have a deep, fulfilling relationship that can weather the storms, that can navigate through conflict, that can really inspire uh, bigger possibilities for both of you. Okay, so next question. How capable are you of having fun without drug use? I'll say that one again. How capable are you of having fun and letting loose without the use of drugs, okay? Now, I know in the gay community, there is a significant amount of drug use, okay? It's it's become like a normal thing just to get drunk all the time or get high all the time and do all these heavy drugs, right? So embedded in our culture and in media portrayal of what it means to be a gay man. And I that's why I made an entire episode on this podcast called we need to talk about alcohol, okay? I think it's one of the most important episodes I created. So if you haven't listened to that, that is a great one to listen to and also maybe share it with the men that you're dating. If you notice that maybe your relationship with alcohol has changed, but the men you're dating, alcohol is such a big part of their life and you're, it, it maybe makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, then share the episode with them. Have a conversation with them about 
their relationship to drugs and drinking, right? And you're not doing that because you're trying to change them. It's just you want to see where their head's at. You want, you want to just pose questions for them to explore and who knows what could happen from that. Remember, quality questions create to quality relationships, okay? So are you someone that feels like you need to drink or do drugs in order to have fun and let loose, right? How capable are you of having fun without needing to have the drugs? Okay, this is so essential. I believe that a, a truly less drug usage, the better. Like drugs are not a requirement for a relationship. You don't have to drink alcohol. You don't have to do drugs. You don't have to get high. Okay, a lot of times it's just like assumed to be a normal thing to do. But what if you can have a deeply enriching relationship where you're completely sober of any drugs and you can allow, you can have fun without drugs, you can let loose without drugs, you can inspire each other, uplift each other, and allow yourself to really just be yourself, right? So having a conversation around drugs is, is a great way to better understand yourself and the men you're dating. All right, let's go to the next one. Number nine. How well-resourced are you to get support if needed? How well-resourced are you to get support if you need it? Okay? So if, when I say well-resourced, I mean, do you have perhaps a professional network such as coaches or therapists if you need support or even friends, right? Because if you don't have, if you're not well-resourced, if you don't have a supportive community or a professional network that you're that you're connected with, then that means you might put all of your emotional needs onto your partner and expect them to be your life coach and be your therapist and and your spiritual guide and all these other things, which is not fair to them and it's not their job to do all that to you, for you, right? So how well resourced are you to get support if needed? If you realize you're not so well resourced, then how can you establish a support system, right? Do you have... Friendships. Some people, especially in in adult years, they don't really create or sustain friendships. Okay, so it is really important for you to have friendships outside of your intimate relationship, outside of your relationship with another man, with with your lover. Right. If you don't have any friendships, then all of a sudden, all of your emotional needs, right, it's lumped onto your partner, and this isn't a healthy way to grow a relationship. Now, of course, the question is going to be flipped to your partner too, to the men you're dating. How well-resourced are you, partner, to get support if you need it, okay? So I have a resourced, I am well-resourced. I have, um, I have a therapist to talk to if I need. I have several coaches that I talk to if, if I need some support in my life. So I feel great because I don't rely on, like if I have anxiety come up, I don't expect my partner to know how to help me process my anxiety with me, right? If I'm feeling stuck in life and looking for support, I know that I have coaches that I hire and that I pay to support me in navigating those bigger life questions on how to achieve certain goals or how to take my life to the next level. All right. So the last question is how much time, money, and energy are you investing in your growth? How much time, money, and energy are you investing in your growth? Okay. So you're, as human beings, we are put on this planet to grow. We are not put on this planet to stay stagnant, to keep doing the same thing, right? There's an expression that goes, you're either growing or dying. You're either growing or dying, okay? So 
you want to be in a relationship with someone who is growth oriented, right? Who's looking to take their life to the next level and looking to expand what's possible. So ways that you could, if, if, you're, if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't know, I don't really invest in my growth. I'll just share with you some examples and invite you to consider making some more investment of your time, your money, and your energy in your own personal growth, right? This is essential for you to feel whole and complete and balanced. And the more whole, complete, and balanced you feel, then the more whole, complete, balanced men you're going to attract and the healthier relationships you're going to establish with them. So for example, this past year, I decided I wanted to start learning Spanish and I wanted to start learning piano. So I have I have um, private instructors that I meet with every week. I have a Spanish instructor. I have a piano instructor. And it's so great. Like it's something that I'm just doing for me and for, for me wanting to grow. Um, there's several podcasts that I listen to that really stimulate my ideas and my creativity. Um, there, I love investing in books, usually books about business and books about psychology. So I love learning about new ways that I can understand myself and my brain and how it works. I love brain science. I love psychology and all that. Um, so are there any workshops that you can look to attend, right? Are there any courses you can enroll in that could teach you a skill that you see benefiting your life? I think that's the first step to take, right? You, you always want to make sure that you are learning some kind of skill. Um, the more skills you have, the more attractive you become and the more you open up in your life, right? And you want to continue to learn skills and up-level your skills in life because it's only going to align yourself with other people that are also growing, okay? So what are skills that you can learn that, that could help you grow in life? Um, perhaps workshops you can attend, books you can read, trainings you could partake in, Okay, how is it that you are growing and how, how can you invest time, money, and energy into your growth, all right? And then, of course, the question is going to be flipped to, your, to the partner or the men that you're dating. How well are you investing time, money, and energy into growth? And if they're not, it's a great conversation around, okay, like you, could, you can also discuss together what's a way that we both could invest together in our personal growth. Like Something that I found worked really well for me in past relationships is my partner and I would go to uh, workshops that were all about relationship building. And we'd do that together. And we would grow together. We'd learn more about each other together. And it was an amazing way to keep, keep our mind expanding, keep our mind from staying stagnant, okay? You listening to this podcast is a way that you are investing in your growth, okay? So hats off to you. You're already doing it. Now you want to just see how you can continue to do it and maybe stretch yourself a little bit more to um, make growth really like a priority in your life, one of the things that you value. I believe that you never regret investing in your growth. You will never regret investing in your transformation. It's only going to benefit you. It's only going to benefit, benefit the people around you and all the goals that you have. All right, that's what I got on the tough questions to ask yourself and also men that you are dating. So, of the 10 questions, like which one or two do you feel that you really would benefit from starting with? Which ones do you want to explore and assess for yourself a bit or maybe work on gathering your own answers to? You don't have to try to do it all at once, but just start with the one or two that you really think could make all the difference with yourself. And maybe if you bring it up to your partner and explore what their answers are and how you could understand each other just a bit more. All right, that's what I got in this episode on the tough questions. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. 
If you liked this podcast and you want to take your growth and transformation to the next level, I want to share with you my brand new podcast called Life Coaching Secrets. It's where you will learn the exact tools I use to become confident, attract quality men, and even create a successful business. Head over to the Life Coaching Secrets podcast to get started. I'll see you there.